This is a Lit Match production. Ooh, ah, that's hot. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Hey, yo. Welcome back. To the Chris and Sal. And Sal and Chris. Show. Show. Yeah, <laughs> the show. Welcome back, guys. Uh, I know it's been a while uh, since you guys have heard from The Last of Us. It was a great game. Um, <laughs> but now they got a second one. <laughs> it's good to be here, you know, back in the in the pod, in the cast. Back in the saddle. Has your, has your week been going? Oh, well, you know, I wanted to uh, catch you up on uh, the in-between of the last episode and this episode specifically. I brought the episode that we did last to a few friends just to get their ideas about the questions that we asked, specifically the uh, question about Giant Snake versus Angry Piranha. And honestly, most people said they'd rather be attacked by a giant snake. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. I'm not alone. I, you're not alone for some reason. I think it's the subtext. It's the context, really. You have to describe the context to them and say, like, listen, it's not in the water. <laughs> it's only one piranha. Yeah. When you when you stack it up like that, it totally downplays the uh, the piranha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We give way too much credit to the piranha. We really do. Who is this piranha? You know. Exactly. Like, what? What? When? When did the piranha get to be this big? You know. What have you done with your life, piranha? Ugh. Hey, did you ever take that Harry Potter Patronus game thing? Oh, they'll find out which Patronus you are? Yeah, yeah. It's not really a game. I mean, I guess it is a game, but a lot of people have taken this Patronus quiz to find out what their Patronus is. Yeah, yeah. It's a part of life. Uh, have you done this? Of course. So I took it, and the first thing I got, which I haven't heard anybody else get this Patronus, the first thing I got was a was a salmon or a tuna. It was, it was a fish. <laughs> wow. That's rare. I, I guess so. Yeah. All my friends were getting dragons and, you know, giant magical creatures, stallions, and I got uh, fish. <laughs> I'm a fish. Uh, <laughs> what did you get? Do you remember? Ooh, good question, actually. I don't. I remember taking it, though. What was it on? Like the. It was it was very important to growing up. You needed to know your house and your Patronus. Yeah. <laughs> when you said your house, I'm like, yeah, you should know the place you live. That's... You need to know where you live <laughs> <laughs> and your Patronus. The only two things important in oh, life. Oh, that's so good. It, exactly. I feel like there really was a period of time when everybody was hyped up about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. More than today, I guess, because, you know. Well, the movies were coming out, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was part of the times. You just had to know mm-hmm. these things. That's about being a well, well-cultured well person, you know. Even though all those movies are, are have finished, you know who I love following in terms of their career? Emma Watson? Uh, no, I honestly, I feel like she's kind of gone. I mean, she's great. She's a great gal. Oh, okay. Love the gal. Yeah. Love the gal. <laughs> but um, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, I love his... Yes. The projects he's chosen to work on. Yeah. Beautiful. Very well tailored. Yeah. They're like the quirkiest things. Yeah. Well, and also the scary movie thing he did too. It's like he mixes it up. What was the scary movie thing? Oh, in the house? Like the old lady in the house? It's like a black house. I forgot. Yeah. No, I know. I remember like the commercial. I don't think I saw that movie. I'm thinking of uh, Swiss Army Man, which we saw in the theaters. That was so good. So great. Uh, also, that new movie that came out, Guns Akimbo. Did you see that? I haven't seen that yet. No. 
Oh, it's on. I think it's on Amazon Prime or it's on it's on some streaming platform. So you got to check it out. Okay. But the the gist of it is that he gets uh, entered into this uh, death match that's happening in the near future. They bolted guns to his hands. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so, but he's trying to he's trying to move around the world and you know continue living and not get killed. So it's kind of like an Edward Scissorhands kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Except it's a little more modern. Like he's trying to use the phone or open the door. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like it. For those of you who haven't watched uh, Swiss Army Man, definitely give it a watch. It's it's a good movie. It's nice. Yes, yes. Paul Dano too did a great job there. Oh, Paul Dano's works are always great too. So yeah. But um, I guess on to questions of this week. What questions has the universe thrown into our path this week? I got one for you right off the bat if you're ready. Let's do it. What's question number one? <laughs> Would you rather be covered in fur or covered in scales? Ooh, okay. This takes a little bit of like thinking through, you know? I can't just shoot it right away. Yeah, yeah. If you're covered in fur, right? Oh, well, no, sorry. I was thinking feathers. No, fur? I think I'll take scales. To be honest, I think covered in fur is quite easy to live with, right? We're already covered in fur, though. Well, I took it to understand as like full body fur, you know, like maybe yeah. like you're like a like a werewolf, you know, covered in fur. I feel like that'd be uncomfortable. Like it, it would just suck all over, you know? Yeah, but like you can shave it, right? You could just shave it off and then you're normal again. I guess it's kind of cheating, no? With all these questions, I try to figure out how I can cheat my way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because because I guess if, if okay, so if you're gonna do living with fur, it has to be like well groomed fur. It can't it can't be shaven out completely because then you're you know hairless. So you're saying I can't just like shave off you know like my face area, but leave some like fur eyebrows and like fur hair on top of my head. I can't just like no no no. That? You'd be you'd be like straight up fur every everywhere. And the same with scales, because I'm thinking like the equivalent of a fish versus the equivalent of a dog. Which one would you take? That's the thing. Now, I'm, I'm thinking scales, maybe. But then I'm like, wait, why would I? What, what's so great about scales? You know? Yeah. Depending on what type of scales they are, like, are they like reflective or, you know, resistant to like weapons or damage or something? Do scales, this is a, see, we need like a scientist on this show, like not to <laughs> add banter or anything, but just when we need to like, we need a scientific fact, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. but like, do scales help lizards keep cool? Oh, right. Wow. I totally forgot lizards had scales. Wow. Yeah. I know lizards are there. Are they, wait, we're warm blooded or we're cold blooded? We're warm we're blooded. Warm -blooded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me check. <laughs> um, so that means they're cold-blooded. Doesn't that mean that they can control their temperature a little better? They, no. Or they I, can't. I don't think they. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird because I think in order for them to like keep cool, they have to go underground or tunnel or stay in the shade. Yeah, or like under a rock. Because it's very easy for them to overheat or underheat. So they have to really manage their body temperature. All right. You know what? Then I think that I'm just going to go covered in fur because I, I would understand my body a lot more. Just like it's an easy transition between yeah. me being skinned to be being like with fur. I'm really trying to think of the pros of having scales. That's the thing. Because at first I was like hair, no, God, fur rather, no. Because, oh, you'd have really cool like, you know, scale colors. Reflective is cool. Yeah. I mean, if you want to stand out. I imagine you shed your scales, right? Is it, what is that, molting? Molting, oh. yeah. I'm molting. Do you want to transition this question to covered in feather or covered in fur? See, now if we covered in feather, right? Mm -hmm. See, now, 
you have the ability to see if you can fly. That's what. That's my first thought as well. First thing, exactly. feathers, fly. Yeah, boom. <laughs> or make awesome pillows. I mean, yes, but I've never slept in a feather pillow, I think. Oh, I think most pillows have down in them, right? I think I have cotton in mine. Oh. Well, I know that like down pillows are like the caviar of the pillow world. Oh, really? You want those. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty positive. Okay. So like it would be really great. You can fly, right? And you can also start like a side business of like making pillows for people. Boom. Etsy takes off. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But also, even if you can't fly, you can at least get like a pretty good gliding effect Mm -hmm. like chickens. Mm -hmm. You know what bird I'm scared about? Turkeys. You're scared of turkey. I, I understand that. I, I'm kind of scared of turkeys, yeah. We have turkeys in Staten Island where we've lived for most of our lives. So Yeah. I think the the moment the moment in my life where I was like, oh my god, I need to reevaluate my position on turkeys is when you're driving and there's a canopy of trees, and in the tree above us is a turkey. Just mm-hmm. how did the how did it get up there? When I was in college, I was driving and I kid you not, a turkey glided across the street. Like, it didn't run across. It just, like, soared across the street. Like, they have, they got jumps. Yeah. Did you applaud them? Yeah, I did. And then I took my hands off the wheel, and, you know, I almost got in trouble (laughs) for that damn turkey. It happens. It happens to the best of us, you know? Yeah. Sometimes you see a really cool thing, and you just got to recognize it for what it is and, you know, give it its props. Mm -hmm. Or a standing ovation. Exactly. Even as you're seated in your car. Yeah. You give it a standing ovation. You're going to have to like stand like sideways. <laughs> uh, so I redecided on, you know, let's make it a three fur. Why not a three fur? Oh, so covered okay. in fur, covered in scales, covered in feathers. We're going, we're going feathers? We're going feathers. I'd say feathers. Yeah. Let's go feathers. All right. Okay. So what have you been up to since we last spoke? Since we last spoke, I'll catch everyone up on. Catch um, up. So I ended up reevaluating my life. No, <laughs> I ended up going out this weekend. Oh, yeah. wow. And I know it's quarantine, but we took precautions, you know, just staying safe. Mm-hmm. Good. So one of my close friends, she actually is, went back to Turkey. And I think that's one of like the very few places you can travel back to uh, under quarantine. She, she went back. So we threw her like a barbecue i guess at her boyfriend's house it was really nice getting to meet him seeing her again because i don't think i'd seen her for a while and then on sunday i ended up going hiking uh first time this summer and it was so much fun i mean you know me i love being outdoors i love going out to hike uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> we went hiking once together and it wasn't my my favorite situation but we weren't really prepared for what we had gotten into i think yeah. i mean we were prepared to do a hike but we went with a different mountain you oh, know yeah, yeah. and i think there's got to be some kind of some kind of moral to that like be prepared to hike but know your mountain yeah yeah exactly but there's also a level of difficulty with like hiking and i think we asked the host at our airbnb like oh what would you rate the level of difficulty on this mountain? And he's like, oh, that's so easy. Like, beginners can do it. Yeah. But beginners could not do it. Like, it's yeah. it was definitely more advanced. This guy was, like, very well. He was fit, right? Well-conditioned, yeah. He had, yeah, he had bikes in his life. So I'm sure he used them. You know? <laughs> easy for him is is challenging for me. <laughs> but overall, it was, it was a fun experience, and it's good. Uh, and then this weekend, we, we ended up going to, uh, what's the name of it? 
It was Minnewa? Minnesota. <laughs> it was Minnesota that we went to, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, we went to Minnewaska State Park, which is uh, kind of by Walden, like near the Angry Orchards factory oh, place. I want to go there. It's so good. Uh, but they have so many beautiful trails there. And uh, the one that we went on just so happened to have two lakes. We had like this really refreshing moment. One of my friends was like, oh, does anybody have a waterproof camera on them or something? that we?" And I'm like, oh, doesn't the iPhone like let you submerge it? So so they say. Yeah, exactly. And I, I know my brother. OK, I don't know how many people actually do this, but my brother showers with his phone in the shower. Oh, uh, I used to do that when I was younger. Wait, with your phone in the shower, though? But like there was like a little indent in the wall that we put like the soap and shit in. Uh, so it's a cove. So it wouldn't get wet, right? Yeah, a little cove. I don't know where he places, places the phone, but it still gets wet. I went off of that judgment and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to, I'm willing to bank that this phone will not, you know, get corrupted or anything. And I took the risk. I was like, you know what? All right. Bold. Oh, let me tell you. Cause as soon as I took the camera out of the water, like I didn't submerge it for that long either, but I went back to playing music. Oh my gosh. And as soon as I pressed play, it was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. No. Wait, is everything okay? No, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine now. Oh, it was just playing with you? <laughs> exactly. It was just playing tricks on me. I was like, ah, <laughs> stupid phone. You know I hate when you do that. <laughs> you just hear Siri say, like, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear Siri say, Sucker. Psych. But that was, it was really fun. Then Monday, Monday is when, like, your legs were just noodles because we hiked for, like, 15 miles. So it was a bit of a hike. I hate that feeling, but I also think it's it's such a a fun feeling. Once you gain normal ability back in your legs, just thinking back, the fact that like even going downstairs is like a challenge for you. you know, <laughs> my body doesn't know what to do. I revert back to a two year old self. <laughs> what legs? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> but you had a good time. Yeah, it was it was good. It was refreshing. I needed that because. Being here in front of your desk or like in your apartment or mm -hmm. even though I do have a backyard, I do have like, you know, places to walk and jog. There is nothing like going out and just seeing an open field and feeling like you're not in captivity or, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I, I understand whales, you know, like, <laughs> you understand what it's like for fishes at SeaWorld now. <laughs> One weekend outside and Sal gets whales. <laughs> I get, I can speak to them now. <laughs> okay. You got to be more open-minded people. You know, you got to listen. <laughs> I get the whales though. <laughs> I am Sal. I speak for the whales. <laughs> Yeah. No, but if, if you guys, if anybody is listening and uh, you haven't been hiking yet or had the pleasure, definitely go, you know, go out someplace small. It doesn't have to be extreme hiking, you know, but going out there, spending some time in nature, breathe, talk to a few trees, let them get to know you. Even if you don't want to do like a hike, I would say, and this is me, a non-hiker, I would say like do a trail, you know, like even if it's all on the same level ground. Yeah. Take a walk around that pond. Yeah. Or, you know, the local park or whatever. See see the new sites. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's also really healthy for you to just be in nature and be one with the world. You, It's nice to be within nature and feel balance in life. Uh, so breathe. Don't forget that. Definitely. Yeah. Well, my plants are dying. Already? Yeah. Yeah. There's There's been like a whole life cycle no. right outside my window. Oh. Although I am getting tomatoes. That's, that's new. Uh, all right. Wait. As in like you're growing them or as in you're expecting an order of them? 
No, no, I am growing them, so. Okay. Yeah, my my cherry tomatoes blasted that garden outside. It exploded. And that's what happened with mine. I mean, mine are not ready to pick yet, but they were not growing. Or I couldn't see them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, boom. Came out of nowhere, right? Yeah, yeah. I like it. And my cucumbers have grown in pretty well. I have five cucumbers growing. That's not even all of them yet because the vines are extending more and it has mm-hmm. a lot more buds on it. Very exciting. Possibilities are endless, you know? Yeah. Let's see. Farmer Sal coming to you next week. So, <laughs> you know, um, there was like a whole week of my life where I was really looking into setting up a garden for myself, even though I live in an apartment, mm. you know, like I'm just using my <laughs> fire escape, which, you know, actually it's legal. You're not supposed to do that, but you know, really whatever. Yeah. You're not supposed to have uh, anything on your fire escape. Tune, us, tune in next week for when we discuss the legalities of what you can and can't do on a fire escape. <laughs> Believe me, we tested them all. <laughs> You'll be surprised. <laughs> but there was like a whole week where I was doing that research. And I don't think a lot of people know this. Actually, it, well, it makes sense, but you never think about it. But you can take a lot of the produce that you get at a grocery store and replant it. And like you can use them. Yeah, you can. Like you could do that with carrots, potatoes, um, scallions, uh, a lot, a lot of different veggies and and fruits as well. That's actually how I grew my cherry tomatoes. Really? Yeah. The thing is, I actually bought cherry tomato seeds, but I didn't use those. Prior, I dried out some cherry tomatoes, and I was like, I wonder if I dry out the seeds, you know. Oh, that's got to be so like. It hits you in the heart, right? To see, like, your baby grow. Yeah, because I, I literally took it from, from an actual one cherry tomato, and it made a whole garden out of it. And I'm like, nature, I love you. That's great. That's why my next place, like, the next place that I live in, I need to have a backyard. I need it. I know that's oh, yes. that's so privileged of me, you know? Like, most people are, like, living in chew boxes here in New York. <laughs> hey, it's a cardboard box, Excuse actually. me, <laughs> You know what it reminds me of, though? Like, as a child, when somebody tells you, yeah, go live in a cardboard box, you, you kind of get excited because you're like, wow, you're thinking of out of the box, you know? I don't know how many of our listeners can relate to that, but yeah, out of the box was a, an amazing show, and it really made you think, you know? Uh, I, lo- I did love that show. Anything is possible building it out of cardboard when you're, like, four or five, you know? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I'm going to take all this cardboard and build a nice fort out of it just because, even though it's trash and it looks like trash. Favorite show to watch when you were younger? Go. Ooh, favorite show to... Oof. Go. Right. Now, off the top of your head, say it. Looney Tunes. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Oh. Which ones? Like the originals? I really liked uh, anyone that had Bugs Bunny or the Roadrunner in it. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorites, but more so the ones that were musical. So like uh, the Barbara Seville kind of thing that they... I love those. Yeah. Because I know on Boomerang, they kind of like rebooted it. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it was original all the way. Know what I really loved? Animaniacs. Animaniacs was good. That was a good show. That was, that was, I think that's where I got like my like kookiness in my life. Cause that, <laughs> that show was kooky. You go back now and you rewatch it and you get so many more of the like pop culture references. Oh, definitely. I feel like so many shows as kids, the jokes just flew past our heads. Like mm-hmm. we did not get them. It was all adult humor. Yeah. It was for like the parents who like yeah. had to sit with their kids and watch them, you know? Exactly. And I'm sure that some of them are just, like, inappropriate. But because as kids, you don't understand them. You're like, huh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> now older you is just there like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> just wake up one morning remembering that joke that they made on SpongeBob, like, yeah. 10 years ago. I also feel like SpongeBob is just one of those things uh, that has merged into our culture where you have to know the references of SpongeBob. At least the original episodes. 
I don't know about anything that's new. No, I don't know. I will say, as a show, SpongeBob did have a turning point where the characters just kind of lost their it. Like, at first, Patrick Starr was not meant to be dumb and, you know, just lollygagging. It was very much uh, like, yes, he had this slow voice to him, but that was just his character voice. But he actually had an interesting character. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like they're just playing up the whole dumb aspect a lot more. Amplified it by a ton. Yeah. I haven't really taken the time to watch children's shows now, you know? But I wonder, like, how their comedy is really working. Mm -hmm. You know, because I I, I remember... Um, like growing up, right, and finally realizing, I'm like, okay, some of these shows really aren't for me anymore. Uncle Grandpa and like oh. the Gumball was like coming out on Cartoon Network, and I'm like, this, these jokes don't appeal <laughs> to me, you know? Like, this is just like a different kind of comedy. I think it was also the graphics of Cartoon Network because the commercials that they passed, I think our generation still had a tie for um, graphics and cartoons that were kind of hand-drawn or instead of the, them being vectorized and very digital uh which is weird mm-hmm. very like standardized exactly yeah i mean as well as the comedy tying in and the writing of the shows because uncle grandpa i feel like was really eh, for a lot of audiences it just didn't didn't meet it but then you take a look at shows like regular show and you're like whoa like jg quintel he knew what he was about and he or ad- even Adventure Time, because mm-hmm. Adventure Time started as just a, you know, didn't have much lore in the beginning, but then when it grew an audience, it took it and it ran with it. And it's like, wow, that, that got deep and interesting. Now, what about Gravity Falls? Gravity Falls is an amazing show. That's another amazing show. That's kind of more in line with like that vectorized thing you're talking about, right? Right, like yeah. The, the animation was a bit more standardized, but it still hit. Yeah, the humor hit on there. I also, all right, one, and when I say it's my favorite cartoon, like, of all time, it's my favorite cartoon of all time. Wait, can I guess? Yeah. Oh, wait, give me one hint. Two brothers. Um, it's, don't say it. Um, and it's like, (laughs) you know, one of the brothers, he has, he puts a teapot on his head. Yes, yeah, Um, that's it. Oh, 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 over the garden wall. Boom, yeah. So good. Such a good show. And genuinely, anybody that I've ever met in life that uh, I consider pretty close to me, I show them this show and I'm like, listen, you're going to get to know me deeper. You got to like the show. And I feel like that's the thing, you know, when when you're at that point in your life where you're introducing new people into your daily life or even just close friends, right? Mm -hmm. You have to introduce this show or like certain shows that you like. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's the same thing with music, you know. Like when you're t- yeah. when you're deciding to take on a new friend. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I don't mean significant other in terms of boyfriend girlfriend whatever, but like a significant person in your a life. Significant friend. Yeah. 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 When you're looking to take that person on, you need to put them through the ringer a bit. You need to oh, see yeah. if they vibe with the things that you vibe exactly. with. Exactly. I remember specifically taking out my girlfriend. I don't consider our first date. It was definitely the first time of us going like out, but it wasn't really like a date. Yeah. Um, where, <laughs> where, uh, we went to Wendy's <laughs> and we sat in the car <laughs> eating the Wendy's, and I'm like, all right, this is this is all the music I like, <laughs> and like I showed her all, <laughs> I showed her all the songs. Oh man, oh that's that's a cute date idea though, you know, because yeah. it's like, let me let's compare music, like let's just go down each other's playlists and see yeah. what music tastes you like, which songs do you have in your most recent. What are your, like, your top 25 most played songs? Like, let's compare that. Yeah, yeah. And if we vibe off that, then it's like, all right, cool. Then we're good to go. Exactly. 
everybody listening to this podcast like shut up don't say anything don't say i said anything that was not our first date okay <laughs> our first date was much more romantic we just happened to both go to wendy's together alone it was it was a hangout it was a hangout that's all it was yeah it wasn't it wasn't a because i feel like there is a difference there's a difference between you asking somebody on a first date where it's like ooh, like you know we're meeting up for a big thing versus hanging out yes because I, I feel like a first date is you guys already know that you're into one another. Obviously, you got to bring out the whole courting wagon and, you know, show, show them a good time. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. whereas if you're just testing the waters and seeing if you guys even mix well, like, can you guys even stand the side of each other of just saying hello and keep up a genuine conversation? Yeah. It's a little bit more deliberate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This, of course, I say this in regards to it not being... Um, an online platform meeting kind of thing. Cause obviously the first date there is the first date there. Right. That changes the game. Yeah. Yeah. But if you, if it's somebody you met within a circle of friends or in real life and you're just hanging out, then yeah, that would be different. That's why I consider our first date to, is going to medieval times. Ah, wait, me and you, not us. Oh, me and my girlfriend. I was like, <laughs> I don't think we've ever been to medieval times. <laughs> no, no. I took, I took her for my birthday <laughs> i got like a free trip uh, <laughs> for my birthday and i'm like all right let's go nice that's that pretty cute uh well she likes uh, uh a knight's tale with with heath Ledger, oh so. that oh that's a good movie though yeah it was deliberate oh you knew what she was into and you're like so do you like mm-hmm. medieval times <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back with me <laughs> um but tying this back to cartoons i guess i feel like it's it's important for us as um older children now adults not adults i don't feel like an adult yet i really don't (laughs) for as much Um, as society considers me one maybe like former former child there we go as former children okay right i'd like to say that uh, cartoons kind of never leave you because it's it's just as great as watching a live action show or something and it's more so about the the storyline and the plot that's carried in through because Every episode has a message, you know, and sometimes it's good to rewatch cartoons, no matter what type of cartoon it is. I feel like every cartoon speaks to its audience, whoever they may be, and you'll find it and enjoy that cartoon. And it may be near and dear to you. Mm-hmm. But I really think we should kind of take away this whole thing of, you know, and I, I feel like we are taking it away. We kind of did of the whole cartoons are just for kids. Oh, yeah. Well, there's there's yeah. so much more adult cartoons uh, or animation. But like even so, like cartoons that are targeted towards i guess teenagers and younger audience can still be enjoyed by the older audience too because we're still kids like i I enjoy new shows that come out intended for a much younger audience Mm because some of them do have funny jokes to them but others the humor is like off so you know it's a hit or miss rather but we also have a a different humor than uh yeah some people that's true our humor is a bit out there it's a bit wacky (laughs) (laughs) So, I'd like to change the subject, if we can. Change it, please. You know what? I think it's time to change the subject. If we can, talk about something that's been on everybody's mind, I'm sure. Every night. Dreaming. Dream on. No, I didn't like that. Dreaming. <laughs> Dream on. <laughs> Dream on. Dream on, dreamers. Um, yeah, I guess dreaming is an interesting thing to talk about all the time, anytime, except for when you're dreaming. I say this because you have weird dreams some nights, you know, and some nights you wake up and you remember them, other nights not so much. And it's interesting talking to people about dreams because everybody has a certain, a different stance on it, you know, dreaming, right? What's up with that? 
What up with dreams? As a listener, right? When you dream, do you dream? Because some people go to sleep and they don't dream. So I don't dream very much uh, these days. Uh, when I was younger, I dreamed a lot more, which I think is consistent with a lot of other people, but maybe not. That's interesting. I don't know. I mean, dreams are definitely like a, a science that is not fully explained, you know? I kind of feel like that's so sad, though, because it's like, yeah, I used to have dreams when I was a kid. I guess <laughs> like... the real world hit me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I'd like to say that I have dreams fairly consistently most nights. Mm-hmm. On the regular, I do remember my dreams for the most part. Some streaks happen where I don't remember all of my dream or I don't remember any of my dream. That's a good point. I mean, from from my understanding, everybody dreams, but you may or may not remember your dreams. Oh, okay. That's different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely dream. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dream- I, I totally, I, totally I know what you're talking about <laughs> when you say dreams. <laughs> dreams? Yeah. I've had those. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the thing because when you wake up, do you wake up feeling as if you had a dream? Do you ever have dreams where it doesn't even feel like? Have you ever had a dream? Wish you, you. Have you ever had a dream where you wish you want You could. You you want you 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 could do anything. (laughs) I remember listening to that for the first time and like peeing my pants. That was so so good. Find that YouTube video. Just like look up. Have you ever had a dream? And you'll find it. You're you guys are missing out if you haven't seen this yet. But please do. It is. You guys will not be let down by it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like some nights you go to sleep and you just wake up instantly. It feels like no time has passed right. and you don't even feel well rested, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking on nights that you do dream, do you feel that way as well? Or do you feel like you had a dream where you're like, oh, I dreamt, but I just can't remember it? You know, I guess sometimes I wake up with the idea or the fact that I had an idea waking up, you know, like I was thinking about something. <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> but honestly, do you know what I mean? Like, I I, sometimes I wake up kind of thinking that I was thinking about something specific. Like, it's not like I just woke up like, oh, I am awake. Oh, okay, okay, then yes. But to be honest, most of the time I wake up either like being, (laughs) feeling like I was just born or like coming out of a hurricane. Oh my my God. (laughs) I gotta get up. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. What is that like, the feeling of being born again? If you could describe that for me. It, it hurts mentally. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. That's that's how I get up. What about you? The first thing that happens when I wake up is, oh, my God, where's my phone kind of thing? Like reaching for it because I'm trying to shut off the alarm. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's better than I must. <laughs> yeah. I must look at my phone. What is social media? Yeah, no, no, definitely not that. Uh, but more so. So I have two alarms that go off. One is my Amazon Alexa and the other one is my iPhone. I have two alarms too. You know, you never want to have that wrong. But there are some nights where I either oversleep past my alarm or I I don't remember to set it. In those scenarios, it really screws me up. <laughs> two things. One, I follow the same thought process as you with the two alarm clocks. Right. But I feel like I really do it just because I want to snooze the first one and hit the second one. Yeah. You know, like you don't expect to wake up on that first same one. Same here. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I snooze both of them. I mean, I'm just a mess. <laughs> what I do, and I know it's a problem, I have, I kid you not, I've snoozed my alarm clock, whether it be on my phone or at the actual clock, for hours. Like, so long. <laughs> like, instead of just giving myself an extra hour of sleep, I'm just like, I'm going to wake up and snooze it every 10 minutes. <laughs> it's, it's not safe. It's not good. And what happened one time, 
I did not wake up from my alarm clock because I was so used to like not really appreciating it. You got to (laughs) appreciate your alarm clock. That's true too. You know, you have to know what sound will be irritating enough for you to get out of bed. But also, Mm -hmm. I don't know how many people have gotten into this habit as well, but I feel like in high school, I had this really bad habit of snoozing my alarm clock in my sleep. Oh. So I wasn't fully awake. I was kind of like, you know, at the brink of, oh, like I got to do it. But it became such second nature to me of snoozing it. I'd shut it off sometimes. And some people, I know there's like apps out there that make you answer a math equation before you snooze your, your app or something. Yeah. But even then, like I'd answer the question and then like snooze it or, you know, shut it off and then go back to bed. They have some weird ones where, like, you have to, like, catch this, like, ball that's rolling on the floor. Oh, my God. That's, like, making noises to, like, shut it up. Oh, no. Um, Listen, I want to get back to dreams, but you segued into another universe question that I found. Okay. Uh, A quick one. This is a quick little universe question. You know, a mini universe, if you will. Present the universe question. Uh, Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or 20 minutes early? Oh, 20 minutes early. Except for my death. (laughs) (laughs) i want to be late to my death in high school i had this history teacher and i'd always come late to homeroom when he was my homeroom teacher Mm -hmm. and he'd always call out my name i would always run late even when i tried to be early i'd still run late for that entire year Mm. i would just always come in late to homeroom but he'd be nice enough to just mark me as being there what a guy he was just such a nice guy and uh, I'd remember him always asking, Mr. Delgado, are you present and stuff? And I'd be like, yep, here, like, you know, coming in late. And he's like, uh, always late. And then he's like, you're so late, you're going to be late to your own funeral. And I'm like, you know what? I wouldn't mind that. That's, that's, <laughs> let's hope that's <laughs> totally the one rad. thing I'm not early. Yeah. <laughs> but I blame that a lot on my parents. Oh, okay. Because for your entire early life, you are not in charge of what time you show up to places because you can't drive or get yourself places. Yeah. So, A lot of that is based off your parents' punctuality. And because their punctuality just tends to be always pushing it to the last minute, as their children, you will receive the same trait unless you work really hard against it. In high school, I was always early. That's good. Because my, well, either I was going in with my dad who had to work super early anyway, or I was going in with my mom who eventually had a job at my high school. And so I was just there for like at least an hour before school. Like that's when (laughs) I got my homework done. Like I was just like, I'll just do it then. Uh, That that works though. I mean, it worked out well. That's so much better because you could also sleep at school. And I did. (laughs) When, when I was in high school, my true alarm clock was my parents. That is the best alarm clock. You can never go wrong with parent alarm clock, you know? Yeah. You never have to charge their battery. They take care of themselves. And they get the job done, okay? They really do. They will shove you out of bed, throw cold water on you, whatever they need to do. Do you ever see that Monty Python skit about, um, uh, I guess, being late to your own funeral? No. I feel like I should have watched that already. Yeah, you would learn a lot. <laughs> so it's not really about being late to your own funeral. But basically, it's like you got to choose the way you die. Whoa. Whoever's listening to this podcast, pause it and watch it because you know that explaining a joke is never funny, okay? So watch <laughs> it and then let me tell it over here, okay? You watched it? Good. <laughs> um, you, what you see is like a priest and like a family crying over an empty grave 
um, on on the beach. There was nobody in there. And then every once in a while, it cuts to this guy like running for his life, like through the streets. Uh, and it cuts back and forth. And eventually, you see this man is running from a crowd of naked ladies, like just like no. just like chasing him. And he's and he's he's running away. So then the the end of it is basically he runs off a cliff into his grave and that is how he's buried so he got to choose how he died oh okay okay i hope that's accurate but that's how i remember it (laughs) um i want to get back to if you don't mind dreams dreams. all right let's go back. i wanted to know and i can i can talk about this as well if you need some time to think about it but i wanted to know if you remember any specific dreams and or nightmares from your childhood like recurring dreams or nightmares that like you always got there was one that stayed with me like i can remember it in detail although i will say i have surprisingly very good memory of my youth Mm -hmm. i I talk to a lot of people and i'm like do you remember things when you were in kindergarten or anything or pre-k and i can still name my classmates from pre-k kindergarten first grade strange but okay i know i know it's it's crazy no but I, i think the one recurring dream that i would have is and maybe this ties into my fear of it but it would be being on a roller coaster but the roller coaster is kind of like kind of like El Toro, you know, where it's like a wooden structure, except replaces the wood with bones. Wait, is El Toro wooden? Are you thinking about the Coney Island cyclone? I mean, that one, too. El Toro is wooden. I'm pretty sure it was it was a wooden. Uh, I don't ride. know. I'm not a really big fan of roller coasters. Me neither. You know, and that's partly why. Uh, see, I don't I've never ridden. No, I haven't ridden. I've rode. Rodent. I think ridden is. I okay. haven't rodent. <laughs> I, I haven't rodent. <laughs> well, I haven't rodent many <laughs> roller coasters in my day, um, because I just don't have like the enjoy. I don't like the feeling that it gives to me. So, in the occurrence that I do ride a roller coaster, it's because I am willing to die with you on that roller coaster. That's how you know it's it's for. We are going on this all the way. Oh my god. You just reminded me of when we went to Coney Island. <laughs> yeah, we went to Coney Island <laughs> and we rode the cyclone, but before that, <laughs> oh god, we were we were walking through like I think it's called Luna Park, right? The park yes. where the where the roller coaster yeah. is. <laughs> and you know like the that ride where it's like I guess it's just like a circular disc, right? Like in the beginning like it's down on the ground and you can strap yourself in the seat and then it goes up into the sky and starts spinning and you're like flying, right? You're flying in a circle <laughs> really nice except when you're under it <laughs> and when i first i thought somebody dropped their smoothie right oh, next yeah. to us and i'm like oh they let them bring a smoothie up <laughs> it was not a smoothie it was not a smoothie so when i'd thrown up literally inches away from my foot truly i don't think i got anything on yeah, me right in front and we both looked like uh <laughs> it looked up like but then we went on the cyclone and that felt like it was gonna break apart yep, any second really which i think i think now is like the kind of appeal of that roller coaster yeah, it's like the it, fact- it could fall apart yeah. <laughs> that's like their gimmick that people and i don't know why that would be a gimmick it's really strange the fact that's like the one of the oldest roller coasters in america get on it and yeah stupidly enough we did but it was it definitely i think it solidified a a good a good memory there yeah we took the photo yeah. thing <laughs> so we forever have it i don't think we bought the photo did we we just like took a picture of like the photo on the wall i think so to do. yeah <laughs> but i remember holding on for dear life on that thing so much like squeezing it so hard that the vein on like my forehead was just bulging out oh my god and it's just 
I have that in a photo. So it's a nice, nice little memoir. What, what did this have to do with your dream, though? Oh, right. Yeah. My dream would always consist of me being on a roller coaster, but the entire roller coaster was made out of bones. And I'd remember, like, wherever you took a sharp turn or, like, moments where whiplash would happen, there would be this skeleton head on fire on a tiki torch kind of thing. That's specific. Kind of like Ghost Rider, right? Yeah. And it'd just be inflamed. But it'd be, like, so in your face that you'd be, like, traumatized by it. Um, surprisingly enough, I love Ghost Rider. He's a great superhero. Great guy. What a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there was also something about a spider. I don't remember what it is at this point anymore, but I do remember that, like, a Black Widow spider was involved in the dream, too. Maybe you were riding the roller coaster with the spider. Maybe. Yeah, right next to me was a spider. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what's going on? This is on? crazy. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know. This is your dream. <laughs> uh, can I tell you about my reoccurring nightmare? Oh, yes. As long as it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've spoken about this nightmare to a few people. And basically, my nightmare evolved over time. Like, it changed. And apparently a lot of people like have never experienced that. Why? But so the first time I had this nightmare, I'll give you the first time and then I'll tell you how it evolved. The first time I had this nightmare, I was, it was, in, it was my house. Everything looked the same. Um, I didn't have brothers either. They weren't there that night in this dream or, you know, I just didn't have them in this dream. And my parents are going out on like a date or something. And so I got, I'm going to have a babysitter. Oh, nice. So the babysitter comes. I'm like, oh, you're nice, whatever. And then and then I guess maybe there's something in between that I'm missing, but uh, eventually this babysitter becomes a werewolf. Oh, whoa. Yeah, and I'm hiding in the house. Like, I have to run away and hide. And I, I know for a fact that, like, I always go to, like, the same spot. It was, like, some terrible hiding spot in my kitchen that I go there, and then the werewolf catches me, and I wake up. So that's the first time I had this dream. Uh, very sweet, right? <laughs> so then every other time I had that, and I think it got progressively more serious, I guess, or, or more aware of itself. What do you mean? The werewolf or you? No. So, so my parents are like, we're going to go on, we're going to go out. So you're going to have this babysitter. And I see the babysitter. I'm like, that guy's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I don't, God. I don't want to stay with him. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I told you guys this already. Don't leave me with werewolves anymore. <laughs> that's basically what it, what it happened. Like, oh my like God. I'm just like, no, that's a werewolf. Please don't go. Don't leave him here with me. They're like, no, it's fine. And then, <laughs> and then he becomes a werewolf and I hide in the same place. And then I get eaten up. That's scary. And it got like more like, guys, I'm telling you, it's a werewolf. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, I've never heard of anything like that either. So I think like, I think eventually the dream got less and less scary because I'm like, oh, what? You're going to eat me now? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, in the first uh, Avengers, the assembled Avengers, what is it called? An infin it was an Infinity War. I don't know. But the one with Doctor Strange who's like going through spoiler alerts like he's like going through like a million oh no actually i think it's i think it's the first doctor strange movie the only doctor strange movie let me try this again it's yeah definitely do that again yeah. but i just like how you're like anyway so is this doctor strange part where he's going through the oh by the spoiler alert <laughs> um doctor strange the only movie right now of of featuring doctor strange the doctor strange's <laughs> solo Sorry, wait, wait, movie go back, go back. so so the first Doctor Strange movie, 
right? Where he goes through like a million deaths, basically. Oh, yes. Yeah. Dormammu, I've come to Borg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It becomes less and less, like it becomes a joke, right? Like that's how my dream became where I'm like, okay, here we go again. Let's get this over with. <laughs> oh, <laughs> little <man>. boy. <laughs> that's scary though. I mean, it's, it's crazy that you became self-aware in your dream that yeah. you knew it was going to happen in your dream. For me, in terms of like remembering stuff detailed from my dream, Mm-hmm. I can actually make a floor plan of my dream. Something like lucid dreaming? Are you talking about lucid dreaming? No, not lucid. Like I didn't create the world. I I oh, don't okay. think I've ever lucid dram dreamt dreamt dram. Yeah, it's dram. I've never <laughs> lucid dreamt. <laughs> no, but lucid dreaming. I know it takes like a lot of practice to get there. For some people, for other people, it's just natural. Yeah, and I speak to that to some people that I'm just like, oh, have you? Like, it's interesting to hear those that can lucid dream because. To what extent can you, is it often, is it upon like your free will that you do it or is it just, just happens by chance? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, like in those instances where I'm in the dream, I can remember the floor plan of it or the design of the dream, like the environment of it. I can take it in, remember it. And then when I wake up, I try to quickly sketch out the floor plan as much as possible. Is it like normal? Like, can it... I guess can it like uphold the uh, the regulations of like New York State architecture? Oh, like yeah, everything's yeah, no, solid. Yeah. It, it's exactly yeah. The, any environment that I'm in, it's never like whoa, that's that's weird. Like why is a I don't know why is a giant boulder on top of a why is there a chandelier? Yeah, on the floor? exactly something like that. Why am I a door? Yeah, <laughs> I think it. <laughs> I think it's because uh because I'm an architecture major. That's yeah. what I was. You were born to be. It's it's cool. But at the same time, I'm just like, I kind of wish I had the ability to control it and make more of my dreams. Because I also feel right. like you can get so much done when you're lucid dreaming, you know? Apparently, those who lucid dream are able to, like, better grasp, like, their existence. You know, like, whether it is, like, a situation that they're dealing with. like That's a deep. That's good. Uh, you know, dealing with their family or something. Yeah. yeah. Because you can, like, kind of play it in your head. Play the scenario. Ugh. Before I die, I really want to be able to... There, there are certain skills that you acquire in life where you're just like, it's going to take work for me to get there, but I'm going to do it. When you think about it, right? When you think about life, it really is what skills do you want to acquire in life? Yeah. And what skills don't you? Because you have a set amount of time living and certain skills, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like a game where you need to max out on, you know, your health bar. Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So for me, cooking is one of them uh, that I really want to like get That's good it, at. Yeah. Musicianship is another languages is one more but i think the one that always seems to get away from me is lucid dreaming and i think maybe it's because i i know it's very ritualistic like you have to like do a whole process to it and it's like mm, i don't know how much time i have to set aside to do that yet but before i die i definitely want to be able to do that it's so, a journey yeah yeah so you're good everything at its time hey can i ask you something no <laughs> oh, i'm gonna ask you anyway this is a i love finding these really strange ones like what was this person thinking when they came up with this question uh would you rather know the history of every object you touched or be able to talk to animals oh this is a good question very different worlds <laughs> the first one i'm picturing star wars where you're force sensitive and you can like you know find the memory of an object that's literally a star wars ability through the force i'm a nerd sorry nerd but the other thing is something I really wanted to do because like you look into an animal's eyes and you just feel a soul staring back at you 
even if it's like a wolf, which will like gnaw your face off in seconds. What is he saying? He's saying, I'm about to gnaw your face off. Exactly. Because I feel like, you know what? Communication with animals. That's my answer. That's my answer before we go any further. I'm trying to figure out, help me, help me decide. Do we have the ability to control this ability or does it just happen? Which, which one? Like if I touch a Coke bottle, am I going to see the whole history of this Coke bottle being made? And like, who has touched this Coke bottle? Or can I like be like, ooh, I want to know about this Coke bottle. Hmm. I wouldn't know how much that how that works really because I'm thinking maybe you could know the entire history of it. Like I'm kind of seeing that as like a um like a that's so Raven like flash where like right. it's like you just get all the information. But that's what I'm saying. Like it would if you touch the object, the object. Hmm tells you something about its life that you're seeking out from it or that would help you in your life, you know? Oh, that's very specific. Yeah. I don't know if we can give that awareness to this question. Like, it's just, you know the history of every object. You're not, it's not like a guided tour. <laughs> through no, 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 object. yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's, but it's, it's more, or maybe it is. Maybe it, in an instant, you're able to process the entire life of it and know it. It doesn't take up a lot of your time. You just find it like that. But I'd still take talking to animals. Hmm. If that's the case, if I can just like know it in an instant and it's not like I have to go through the history of yeah. it, like I can kind of just gather it. I think I, oof, hmm. I mean, talking to animals would be, so this is, let me tell you the situations that I was going through. Okay. In terms of talking to animals, I think that's, that's easy. That's like a pretty good thing to be able to do, right? Because you'll, you'll just, you'll have more information about the world. Specifically, I think of it as like being, like telling my cat, like, stop rubbing your butt on the carpet, you know, and I want it to understand me, you know? Stop showing me your butt. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Or like if I can communicate to it when I throw a toy, you want me to play with this toy, right? When I throw the toy, it would be very smart of you to bring it back to me <laughs> so we can keep this game going. I don't want to have to pick it up. We have a good thing time. going here. Why you got to ruin it? <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what I think of when I think of talk to animals, specifically like my okay. animals. When I think of like the history of every object, I think it would be useful and it could be a good skill if you if it's very manageable. But if it's like I touch this doorknob and I just get the history of everybody abusing this doorknob, <laughs> like all of these people, like that'll explode my brain. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's just it's it's uncomfortable for everybody involved. Ignorance is bliss, right? <laughs> yeah, but you'd be really good. You'd be like that's like a that's like a like a CSI kind of show. You yeah, know? yeah. See, I feel like that would be very helpful in solving murders. It really would. But the real question it comes down to this: Would you rather be able to solve a crime scene, any crime scene, right, based off of the objects involved within the crime scene, or would you rather find out the secrets of the earth through animals? Well. You know, I'm a kind of guy who can get negative sometimes, so I feel like being at crime scenes won't be good for my psyche. So <laughs> I guess I'm going to go with the animals. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm interested because then you'd be able to talk to animals to know if Atlantis is a real thing. They just, they mm. really know the planet that we live on far better than humans do, I feel like, you know? And if they were able mm. to tell us about their experiences on Earth, we would be able to find out so much more. Is it strange that I'm thinking of these questions in terms of like which would be like a better show? You know, like 
like the the history of the object like obviously that could be a great like crime scene investigation show talking to animals like that's like an interview kind of show you know get to know the life i feel like they really messed up with doolittle like doctor any of the doctor doolittle things that they've ever put out they really i didn't even see the new one there's so much more stuff that you can do with dr doolittle for his ability that he has what question would you have for any animal on earth that you really want to find out about what question would it be i don't know uh it has to be like like what like am i picking the animal that i'm asking the question to yeah so pick the animal and ask the question right it doesn't have to be just one question it could be one of the many animals and one of the many questions that you would ask this animal i think i would like just ask a jellyfish like what's going on in there you know (laughs) you know i would be interested to see what a jellyfish sounds like like the the communication of it because i'm pretty sure there has there is a brain to it right there's like a oh no it has no brain they they don't have a brain that's the thing yeah. that's why we need to have like a science guy on this show no no <laughs> i i want to talk to trees if i had the ability i would talk to trees over animals you know the, the person who asked this question would be looking at you like dude you're so picky like <laughs> i gave you two choices <laughs> i want to talk to trees <laughs> not it's not fair <laughs> <laughs> uh no talking to trees would be cool yeah I read that book about the communication between trees. It was exactly very interesting. It. To anybody that has not read that book, uh, you guys should definitely pick up The Hidden Life of Trees uh, by Peter Wahalabin. Wahalabin. W-O-H. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think we, that's finally. I was thinking about what we were going to invent today. We invented a new letter. <laughs> a new letter. W-O-H. <laughs> I meant O H L L. Well, that's it. Now anybody that spells their names with O H, it's now Oach. Oh. <laughs> so instead of saying Oh no, it's Oach no. Oach no. <laughs> uh, there you have it. There you have it, folks. So read that book. You will understand so much more about your environment and how trees communicate. It's very good, I'd say, and mm-hmm. it definitely gives you more food for thought. We don't want to spoil it or anything, but spoiler alert, it's a good book. Spoiler alert, they talk. <laughs> they do, actually. Um, All right, but before we before we finish this episode, what are you going with? You're going with speaking to animals? You can't choose the trees. <laughs> well, if you're telling me that you're all out of trees, then fine. I guess I'll take the animals. <laughs> okay. I think we've been in pretty much in agreement this episode. So yeah. I think I might just go with the history of every object just to, just spice just up. to be different. Okay. All <laughs> yeah. right. I w- It'd be cool if we had these like at the same time, you know. Then we'd really like just like be able to conquer this oh, world. But you know what? Then, then again, you could just touch the Earth, and you would know Earth from its very beginning. Is Earth an object to you? Fuck you! <laughs> Objectifying everything. So yeah, you know, I'm go. I'm going with the history of every object, okay. and hopefully, it doesn't blow up my brain. Uh- yeah i think there'd have to be a precautionary measure to that you know being like please take precaution use it responsibly see i feel like if it's a beneficial thing towards us from now on the question has to have a repercussionary measure you know like it can't just be like you get this power and that's that's true it's too easy these questions are a bit too easy yeah i admit well, that's why I would love if our audience members can bring us more questions. Yes. Specifically yes. with the really it's, dumb yeah. ones. Just bring us questions and we'll, we'll try and answer them as best as we can on the show. It's, it's interesting to see where these paths lead us to. But, okay, before we, before we wrap up too, mm-hmm. there's one last thing I also wanted to present. Yes, please. Tying this back to dreams, okay? What if 
you could dream together with somebody. <gasps> That's an app right there. Like, I guess it's like VR gaming or like multiplayer gaming. But what if you could like, you know, share in the same dream with someone and they also wake up and they remember it too? That would be great. I mean, that's like Black Mirror kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. You know? It's on that same level of technology. I would be nervous. I, I like the idea, and I think we should we should definitely uh, put some money in this and really get it started. However, I would be nervous about what my dream would tell people. You know what I mean? Oh, not controlling. See, that's the thing. Like, if I'm not lucid, yeah. yeah. So maybe it's only open to lucid dreamers because then it's like you have to be able to control the dream. I don't know. It could be interesting either way, but I just know personally <laughs> I would not want anyone I to dream know what's of going some on crazy inside here. Things, okay. <laughs> yeah. But then secondary to that is also what if you re- could record your dreams and watch them later? Oh, like wow. VHS them, you know. That's cool too. I would. I would like to. I would. I would put money in that as well. Yeah. Like, I think I'm. I'm more inclined to do that because I think it would give me a better understanding of myself in a more private way you know like i don't need to yeah. sh- share it with other people but i think the sharing of dreams would be a really cool and collaborative space but i would hope i have a fear that companies would take advantage of that and like well you know you can guys you guys can work together on this you know uh you know when you're sleeping you know there's no no more excuses <laughs> but i think that concludes our episode this week i think we've uh, we're hitting up on our time here we learned a lot we've learned I hope everybody remembers there's going to be a quiz on yep, it for the midterm. Uh, yeah. And definitely let us know what you guys think about those questions. I Now that I wrote some notes down this episode, I can reiterate that when it came to being covered in fur, covered in scales, or covered in feathers, we chose feathers. <laughs> uh, when it came to always being 10 minutes late or being 20 minutes early, we decided it to be early, yeah, right? Early. Hands down. Yeah. It's, it's just safer. Yeah. yeah, it's safer. And then if you wanted to know the history of every object you touched or be able to talk to animals, we went with the history of every object. Both of them yeah. were really great without any consequences. <clears throat> so we need some consequences next time. Uh, let us know what you think about those questions. If you have a really good response, Maybe we'll read it out on the air yeah. next time. So definitely let us know. And you guys should also follow us on social media. I don't think we've given you guys our social media platforms on episode one. So here you go. We said we were, but we haven't made them yet. So you'll get them for sure. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, okay, great. <laughs> thank you guys for listening in again. Uh, we love you. We're sending you guys good vibes. You know, best wishes staying sane in this quarantine. Keep tuning in. And mm-hmm. uh Mm -hmm. reach out to us with any questions you might have we love you ditto to all that except for the love again you know like i don't really know you guys again but we're we're gonna get there wow we're gonna get there. you're taking things slow with our audience Ugh. you know i gotta take it slow i I took our audience by the hand i serenaded them and i'm like you know what we gotta get out of here we gotta go (laughs) (laughs) let's hit the road baby Oh. And I'm taking them to Wendy's and, and, <laughs> and showing them my music. Although I will compare music with them too. Don't worry. We'll... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. going 90 miles an hour. That's exactly. Fine. That's right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys, right, guys. later. Bye. Salon, Mother Chrissers. Hold on just a second. This is Chris coming in during the editing process. Just wanted to say a few things that we forgot to mention uh, in the recording. Uh, you know, it was only our second episode, so we'll, we'll, we'll get it right. Maybe like the fourth episode, we'll have everything all set up. 
I wanted to give everybody our Instagram for the podcast. You can find us at the Chris and Sal Show. That's all one word, the Chris and Sal Show. And you can hear new episodes from us every other Thursday. I, I also wanted to thank Basement Alien for our awesome logo. You can find them on Instagram at Basement Alien. And lastly, of course, I wanted to thank Litmatch Productions for having us on the network. You can find them on Instagram at Litmatch underscore productions. And you can find all this information in the description as well. And then before I let you guys go, I did want to uh, feature a response from last week's question. Would you rather not move when it's raining or not stop moving when the sun is out? Our featured answer comes from Katie, who said that she'd rather not move when it's raining because moving is exhausting and not wanting to travel in bad weather is an acceptable excuse. I completely agree with you, Katie, and I don't like moving anyway. So there you have it. No featured question for the audience this week, but I promise we'll get to it eventually. All right, bye-bye.